Hey, what's up? It's me, David, host of the First Four Years podcast. Carving out your own path as a creative professional or an entrepreneur is not just a simple to follow process. It's an unfolding journey of self-discovery, learning, and development. So think of this podcast as a journal of that process, what it's really like in the early phase of starting out and building your own path as a creative today. And if you're coming with me on that journey, let's take that next step forward. Welcome to the first four years. Hey, 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 welcome back. Uh, So happy you're here. So happy that everyone has been sending me kind emails and reviewing the show and subscribing. It means the world. And we're in the middle right now of a series about mindset. As I've said in some of the previous episodes, I think that mindset is something that is incredibly important, especially when you're building your foundation as a creative, to work on starting to develop. It's something that takes a really long time, a lot of mistakes, a lot of self-analysis to sort of start to figure out. But the reason we want to work on our mindset is it helps reduce a lot of the friction and a lot of the resistance that we might feel in creating our work, in putting stuff out there, in sending that email, in uh, making that ask. And so what I want to develop for myself and I want, what I want to help you develop is just that mindset that lets you show up to work every day, finding at least portions of the day where you're excited, you're making progress, taking steps forward instead of being more protective or being fearful. Um, so yeah, that's what this that's what this series is about. And today I'm talking about the difference between knowledge and ideas, which is a very simple concept, but something that I personally was stuck on for a long time. And I think it's easy to misunderstand this because of how much information there is out there. There's courses, there's gurus, there's uh, educators and classes and uh, you know email. Uh, teaching series. There's so many things out there trying to give us information. It is our job, especially in the modern world, to not only absorb information that helps us move forward, but also discern what is actually helpful versus uh, what isn't helpful. And so I thought I'd start by telling a story and then break down how I think about this and how you could think about it too when applying it to your own business. So Recently, I started doing some interviews for a podcast for Death to Stock with people that I call nonconformist empire builders. So what I wanted to do is start doing a more serious interview series with people who have started multiple companies across multiple industries and found success running multiple companies at one time. So I'm excited about this interview series. There's really great people who are going to be on, on these podcast interviews And when I started thinking about this podcast, I decided that I wanted to do a lot of research. I was going to be interviewing people in a very serious way, uh, people that I believe are a lot further along than me in business. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a great job as an interviewer. So I did the logical thing and I started researching online. I started trying to figure out how can I learn, you know, the basics of interviewing so that I can be efficient and compelling as this person who is the host of this interview show. And I came across the work of Larry King. Now, Larry King is one of probably the the most 
successful interviewers of all time. He's done over 60,000 interviews. He's literally been doing interviews with almost every type of celebrity you can imagine since the 50s, since 1950s. So this guy is the interview master. I mean, like, almost bigger than anybody else. And I was excited because I was like, okay, this is something I can jump onto. I'm looking to learn about interviewing. I'm just going to devour as much Larry King as I possibly can. And that's going to prepare me for these interviews that I have coming up that are uh, on the schedule and I want to do a great job of. So I bought the Larry King book. I started watching tons of Larry King interviews. I watched interviews where he was being interviewed. And what he taught me through that course, through uh, reading his book and listening to all these interviews, is that it's the interviewer's job to talk as little as possible. His take was that you should ask questions that are natural. You should be a great listener. You should literally just ask whatever is in your head at the time. He doesn't actually prepare very much for his interviews. In fact, a lot of times he asks the most basic questions you could imagine. Um, and that's how he's found his success. He talks as little as possible and he lets the guests shine. And this was the teaching that I began to adopt. I started thinking to myself, okay, awesome. Like I can do this. Um, I'm going to look at the ratio of time that I talk versus how long the guest talks on the show. And that's going to be my style of interviewing. I'm going to be, I'm going to let the guest shine and talk as little as possible. So, you know, come a few weeks later, I've done all the studying. I, I feel confident about my plan. And my, I, I do my first three interviews. Something starts to not feel right. I did three interviews. I think I spoke on one of my podcasts, one of these interviews that is unreleased, at least at this time. I think I spoke for five minutes out of the 56 minutes. And, you know, at first I thought to myself, like, great, you are applying the Larry King method and you uh, have done a good job with this. But as I started to do more of these interviews, something started to feel off. Something started to feel like, you know what? I don't know if this is actually that effective for me. And I sent out some of the podcasts for other people to listen, and their feedback was just that. They were saying like, hey, like you, you could probably talk more, or there wasn't that much personality in the podcast because we didn't really get to hear much from you. Like We want your opinion and input on it. What I had done was make one of the critical errors of the difference between knowledge and ideas. And this has happened to me repeatedly. Maybe this will resonate with you as something you've done. But I think it's something to, that's really important to understand if we're going to be leaders uh, as creatives in our field, with our business, with our project. The mistake that I made was that I allowed ideas to be knowledge, I allowed Larry King's ideas to be knowledge that I adopted without being a discerning leader and deciding whether or not that model worked for me. The basic idea is this. We're going to get input from people all over the web, friends, mentors, coaches, teachers, uh, business partners. We will hear input with ideas from countless people on all these different decisions we're making, whether or not, you know, how to grow a business, how to start an email list. There's always ideas out there. The job of a leader, though, is to not take ideas all at face value, but to be discerning 
when accepting those ideas or rejecting them or modifying them for what works for you. Now, a lot of people get caught up in this modeling mentality, which is find somebody who's super smart, uh, find somebody who you think is successful, and just model exactly what it is that they say you should be doing, act like them, make your brand like them. We, we let these people sort of be something that we mimic instead of being the leaders that we should be, which is that we always want to seek out intelligent ideas, but still use this filter. We should always have a filter in our heads of whether or not we actually think that idea is good, whether or not that applies to us, and whether or not we should integrate it into the way that we function. So the difference between knowledge and ideas is that knowledge is something that you've tested on your own and adapted into your way of working or your way of being. Ideas are just suggestions for a possible method of doing something. They're not guarantees. They're not truths. Uh, and, and I think this is just, I know this is like a simple concept, but I think that many people make mistakes like this often. And what I just want to reiterate is that if we're a leader of an organization, if we're leading a project, we do not have to be the smartest person in the room. You don't have to be somebody that knows everything in and out. You simply have to be somebody who can gather the right information to make a decision that is going to push your business forward in a positive way. The caveat to that, though, is that we should always filter what we're hearing with a discerning view of whether or not we think it applies to us. And so when I was starting out my interviewing, I simply adopted the Larry King paradigm because of his 60,000 interviews. Um, and that was it. I took his idea and I, I used it um, not as knowledge, but just as an idea to model. Then after experiencing trying out his method for about three episodes and getting feedback, I realized, you know what, I should have been a bit more discerning when I was reading his book and, and said to myself, I like this principle, I like this idea of making the guest shine, I shouldn't talk too much, but what's natural to me and what's going to help me with this podcast is to have the right balance of my own opinion and the guest's opinion. And I think that's what's going to give me the best possible outcome. So rather than just accepting the idea at face value, I took bits and pieces of it I adapted it, and then it only becomes knowledge. It only becomes my knowledge once I've used it and tested it. So here's how this plays out as a much bigger mistake. That was kind of a small example, um, but let's let's look at it this way. Let's say that you've got a business and you've got a few people who work with you and you've got a coach, and you're listening to someone's feedback on a major business decision. and you start hearing these ideas that they're passing to you that are, you should be doing it this way. You know, I read this book and it says that the way to do X is to do, you know, Y and Z. And, you know, you maybe have that feeling in the back of your head, like, man, I really don't know much about this subject. Maybe I should just listen to that person. The truth is, as a leader, you definitely don't know about every subject. You want to have as many experts around you as possible, but it is only you that can synthesize that knowledge, that can discern that knowledge, that can piece things together in a way that you're getting the most effective outcome for you and your vision. And so I think the big pitfall to avoid here is always just 
listening and, and taking input from coaches or educators or mentors and not passing it through your own filter to apply it as knowledge instead of just taking and borrowing ideas and then trying them out that way. And so knowledge happens through experiencing and testing, uh, not just listening and replicating. So here's the takeaway of the show today. If you are leading a project, if you're starting a business, if you're getting something rolling, you should find as many experts as possible to help you make decisions, to help uh, apply ideas to different parts of your business where you don't have domain expertise, but never give up your power as the discerning individual who can take those ideas, remove parts that don't work for you, add things on, transform them to look slightly different and make that call yourself um, because even if you're not the expert, you're the expert at adapting that knowledge in a way that works for you. So that's the difference between a knowledge, what knowledge is and what ideas are. Knowledge is yours once you've passed it through your filter and applied it in a way that works for you. So for me, coming up with uh, some of my newer episodes of, of this podcast and some of the interviews that I've been doing, I'm not going to just accept the Larry King paradigm, no matter his 60,000 interviews and his brilliant advice, and I get why he, he says it that way, but what works for me is taking some ingredients from what he has said and then passing them through my own filter and applying them in the way that I believe I should be doing. Okay, so uh, again, fairly simple concept. I think it's something that a lot of people make mistakes on. I think there's a lot of anxiety around uh, whether or not we should listen to the advice of a mentor or a coach or something we read in a book. Sometimes we take it as gospel instead of passing it through our own filter. To develop a strong mindset, I want you to develop a strong filter. And we'll probably cover more of how to develop your own filter in coming podcasts because a lot of that is about finding ways to really listen to yourself and, and understand kind of what your truths are versus the truths of others. You know, that has a big impact on how you filter ideas. But I hope that you... One, get great at bringing in experts, at getting advice, um, and at filling in gaps where you don't have domain knowledge because as a leader, you definitely won't, and if anything, you shouldn't. But I hope that at the same time, you maintain a strong level of filtering and decision-making and discernment when that advice gets uh, input to you because only you have the vision that you have. Only you understand how all of the dots connect and only you understand the outcomes that you're looking for. All right, great. That is the, the next episode on mindset. Um, building you know, a, a strong knowledge filter for yourself, I think is a key component here. We will continue to uh, dive deep in these different topics and cover a range of topics around mindset. Feel free to uh, send me an email, david at thefirstfouryears.com. That's the number four. Excited to be back with you in two days for the next show. If you have a particular topic, um, definitely shoot me an email and I can cover it on air. Anyways, thanks so much for being here and I'll chat with you again soon. Later.